That's what yeah. I need oh, bit, to get filled oh, yeah, up in my <laughs> holes. They don't call those parodies. And thank you for what I'm absolutely going to have to be the cold open. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 281 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. With me, as always, ain't nothing going to slow him down. Oh, oh no. no. Most awesome. Thank you, sir. That's right. How you doing, brother? Doing good. Doing good. For those that don't know, yeah, I've torn I've torn my ACL. Legends, yeah, I was going to get into. Yeah, I didn't know if you want to do knee watch, but yeah, uh, I do I can have do knee watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll pop that in there. I want to see. Uh, can I just go with like the transition? Also, is I mean, is this kind of the? It's kind of funny. We went through potty when I broke my ankle. Is yes. this? Uh, is this up there as like the most uh, debilitating injury that you've had? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a real. Like I've sprained my ankle or a finger. The worst injury predate this was seventh grade football when I broke my left wrist and I had a cast all the way like up to mid bicep. Yep, yep, yep. And I've been relatively, you know, injury free. And then, you know, this all happened and I tore my ACL in minute four of the game four. And uh, that was it, baby. That's oh. all she wrote. I mean, well, almost, uh, we'll get into a little bit more how you're doing and what exactly you felt when that went down. Sure. I did. Did uh, did everybody stop on the court? Did you know in the moment? Fuck it, I got to do knee watch now. Whatever. Yeah, yeah let's just get right into knee watch. That's what do you, do you want to wait? Wait. Do you want to give the the breakdown and then we'll get right into oh, knee yeah, watch? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 good. Yeah, 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 nice. And maybe I can switch it right here on the fly. Um, rip from the headlines. Knee watch. <laughs> Going to knee do, watch. Um, uh, yeah. NFL top 10 from this year. We're just going to talk a little bit about the headlines that we've seen uh, going on. Things are just kind of sticking out as we get near that halfway point of the NFL season. Um, going to do Neapolitan Showdown. We're doing top wide receiver diva moments. Excited yeah. about this one. This one popped in my head. And I was just like, this, yeah. could, this could be some fun. Seems to be like a little uh, diva season. We're in diva season right we now. We are. And I, I kind of, I think we can deduce the cause and effect of that, but we'll jump into it. Either we're going to do Brandana Gambling Corner. We haven't done any NFL lines of Brandana Gambling Corner, but since we're a little later this week, let's do it. Let's have people yeah, kind of absolutely. hear where to put their coin. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read: If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, riff from, we'll do riff from there. Riff from the headlines. NFL top ten from this year. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Uh, we're talking about it because we've, you know, what are we week? We're week ten, right? We're actually week ten. Uh, yeah, heading into week ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, heading into week ten right now. Lots of there's I I just started jotting down things that like when you wrote that down just like that popped into my mind and they're like oh yeah this has kind of been a thing yeah where, like we've had like these two three week like missile kind of bullets of you know drama in the NFL yeah it'll be kind of interesting to see like how we kind of because we didn't 
you know, compare them beforehand. So it'll be interesting to see how they shuffle in or kind of one feeds off another. Uh, let's just get out of the gate because I'm sure this will gobble up plenty of amazing conversation between most awesome and I. One thing is sticking out Steelers five and three with a negative 30 point differential Oof. fourth from the bottom. Yes. Is that wild? Like the Steelers team where, I mean, is this Mike Tomlin doing it again? Is this, you know, it's, it would be hard to say it's strength of schedule because, you know, they've beaten the Ravens. They've right. beaten the Browns. They're in what we would say probably the strongest division in football right now, the AFC North. But I mean, I have this team as what, like you can't put them much higher than middle tier. I mean, like, like 16, 16 on, 17 on. I mean, I, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't even say middle tier, but like just kind of middle of the pack at best. But yeah, they still sit here with five and three. But you know, it said they're not going to really seek the benefit of it though, because, you know, if you put them in like, you know, like an NFC South, maybe they'd be able to take advantage of that and just be like a real paper tiger in the playoffs. But maybe it all kind of doesn't matter. Yeah. it's This is a, this is a tough one because like, they have a they have a decent defense, right? So they've been able to clearly make enough plays when it mattered, and get shelled when you know they're out of it. Uh, but you have to look at this. If playoffs start today, this is if you're ranking them top to bottom, one through fourteen. This is absolutely everyone's number fourteen. Like yeah. I can't think of another oh, actually, playoff yeah. team that you would put ahead of them because right now they yeah. would have the tiebreaker. They oh, I think the AFC North would have all of the. All the wild card spots. All the teams go. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Because Buffalo uh, would be out. Buffalo is. Yeah. Buffalo's in the nine seed. Buffalo's outside on the outside looking in, which um, that might check one off my bingo card. Uh, well, no, would you I put it? Would you put it? Here's, here, here's an interesting. Would you put Pittsburgh above New Orleans, the Saints? Uh, I would, on a coin flip, I would put my money on Steelers. I think that'd be very yeah. close. I think there's a little bit more Pittsburgh lug, especially in Pittsburgh. I think, you yeah. know, they'd get that home home point bump. But to me, it is it is that scary defense, but it seems like they rely on, like, one big play to get it there, where I feel like New Orleans could have a little bit more consistent of a drive. Right. Yeah. Um, Fire me one, sir. Fire you one? Um I'll just go. I think this has kind of just been hanging around. Aaron Rodgers, the Achilles, yeah. coming back. Yeah. Are we doing this? Or we go? Are we? Are we actually going to do this? The the wildest thing is to not see this kind of because this hasn't been done before, right? A single season because you couldn't really get it much further apart. Like no, a, a this is this is season. universally. You are coming back next year this has been almost unheard of to even like attempt or think about it yeah well it's an opportunity that you can't happen much earlier than this season right. <laughs> so it's just yes, like exactly. if it was gonna happen it'd be like this um yeah it, it's unfortunate that we won't be able to see you know whatever aaron Rodgers gets a lot of shit but i think we always give passes to people that have injuries and i don't want to be any different but it would be interesting to see if he really put his money where his mouth is if the jets were able to make their way into the playoffs but i just don't think you know especially like we just said how tough that afc north is that he's going to get that opportunity yeah and i think he would really only challenge this yeah i mean if it, yeah exactly like if if it's like if it's the wild card round and they're on the road in Cincinnati, like, is he just like, all right, let's get this, let's get that Achilles like warmed up and back out there to full speed. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what game would be worth it for him to come back? You'd have to think that he actually had a chance to win. 
I mean, oh, I, the the timing is is like is week eighteen to get him into the playoffs. Is that the earliest he could come potentially? Like, let's say it's win and you're in scenario week eighteen. Somehow they muster their eight and eight or nine and seven heading into this. Does he does he come back in and be like, we need a fucking W? Or yeah, does he even take, risk it? Uh let's take a quick look at that jet schedule. I I think he's he was so excited to get out of Green Bay. Like absolutely he would not do this in Green Bay, but I think he was so excited right. to get out there that he might actually do it. But I think to your point, it would have to be that week 18 game. And it looks like week 18 is at New England. At, at New England. At New England. I mean, so here's I, here's here's what they got. They got Raiders this week. At Raiders, at Bills, at Dolphins. So we're best case scenario, we're one and two coming out of that. Yeah. Falcons, tough out. That's not an easy win. Texans, definitely not an easy win. Yeah. Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Patriots. I, I don't see a pathway that they're lurking for that seven seed. Yeah. It, I mean, it ain't going to happen. It's that they're going to be sitting there at uh, six six and eight or whatever the math says. And he's going to be like, all right, let's roll it back out here for week 17. I think that's right. That's lucky or unfortunate for Aaron Rodgers, like not going to have to put his money on where his mouth is on coming back. Um, all right, buddy. Uh, Devonte Adams being an absolute diva, maybe fired up a little bit about this Neapolitan Ooh. showdown. Does not he... on my list. I didn't think about this one because it's happened a couple times. Like it's, I get sometimes when, like, because he seemed like you know he had this incident when in Arrowhead uh, last year, I believe, when he pushed the uh, the camera guy, photographer, yeah. And and I remember that really bothered, like, just kind of how he was seen, and he didn't like it. But what stands out this season is not only some of his press bite interviews, where you know the less you say, the more you're saying. When he's just like frustrated trying to set, but sum it up in one word. But it was him throwing that fit when they won that game. Like Which it was game the was very. Uh, I was, it was, I don't should have pulled it up, but it was like two games ago and they, the Raiders actually won the game and he could be seen on the sidelines, like visibly frustrated. Oh yeah. I think I know. Yeah. There's been a couple times where he's just been. That to, that to me is, that to me is inexcusable. Yes. Like, I mean, most of this wide receiver shit is so, it's so consistent and so overplayed where like, I think even like your individuality would be like, I let's, let's not do this because everybody else has done it. Cause you know, it's so just like, so expected and the norm to be like this, but we see the same shit, but just to like to not celebrate a win or to want to be a bigger piece in that win is uh super unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing in that, you know, we, we saw this, I think last week with George Pickens, right? Like Steelers win. He doesn't catch a touchdown. It got called back as he stepped on the out, out of bounds, and is like immediately rumors. I, I didn't actually see it like posting on social media about stuff. And yeah, you know so I mean? I'm, I'm says, sure there's says, some screen caps out there that capture that. Uh, yeah, so it says free me. Free is what me. He puts on after yeah. he uh, defriends or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a 14 year old, but like defriends. I think you got it right. Or, yeah. I think you nailed Un, it. Yeah. Unfriend, yeah. But uh, uh, unfollows, yeah, all the all the Pittsburgh uh, links he has. Wow, Which, that's going. a that's such a like because uh, Kyler Murray's gotten that last year. There's been a couple times where it's like the unfollowing. It seems such like a 
tantrum level move. It, I mean, it's like, abso- such a it petty is, baby It thing. is absolutely pouting. It's just like, I'm not pouting. I'm not pouting. Yeah. Like sitting yeah. in a corner, like nothing. Nothing's wrong. I'm fine. Like it's so like, I'm not touching you. Like, don't look at me. Look at me. Like it is. The, the person at the party that's like, doesn't, wants everybody to ask them what's wrong, but won't give any answers. Yeah. And I just like, I, I feel bad for Tomlin. Like he just has such a bad luck with just high maintenance wide receivers. And especially in a team that's like, like we said, like not only winning games, but you know, has a really good record that would make the playoffs today if it happened. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is like the thing I don't understand about the whole wide receiver thing is, is like, there's so many other facets to the game. Like you can either be bought in and understand your role or you can, and and I get expressing frustration because I think that there's a difference between like a Stefan Diggs, what happened in the, in the playoffs last year, expressing frustration, maybe yes. that going a little too far. What happened this season with AJ Brown, if you remember before he went on that run of, a uh, hundred plus yards per cat or per game. He got, he got a little kind of back and forth with Jalen hurts. And I think it's more born out of like frustration or they're, they aren't gelling or there's something wrong. And I think that that's acceptable in the realm of like accountability. If those guys are accountable to themselves. And exactly. And you know why it is? Because we don't know exactly what it's about, which is good. Cause we shouldn't know like, you exactly. know, where they're not doing it on social media. Go ahead. Exactly. But all this other stuff is like, Again, purely like pouting McGee. I mean, you know, if you you could really, there's so many like mercurial wide receivers that are out there. You could cut him at the end of the season if you or trade him. You know what I mean? I don't think Kenny Pickett ain't getting any better if George Pickens is there or not. Yeah, I was gonna say if someone's getting traded with a P last name, rearrange yeah. those. Rather be Pickett. Not that there'd be any value. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about that, but I, I know we had a little bit on here about, I don't know if we'll have time to get into it, the, the state of like the state of the NFL. And I think I can put it here that obviously the, I feel like the wide receiver frustration would have to be a drop in wide receiver production based on here to four. We got a bunch Ooh. of shitty quarterbacks. Yes. <laughs> That's the fucking here to, I like your legal ease on getting into <laughs> here the... to four. Uh, what do you got for me? Um, I was confused by this. This just came up. Ah, shoot. Don't want to do this one or yeah, let's do this one. I'm confused by the Arizona Cardinals trading Josh jobs and then bringing back Kyler Murray on a one and eight football team. Is oh, I love that. Okay. To you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got, yeah. Dobbs comes into a game with a team that he's never practiced with. Now that's a great story. Falcons. Yeah. That's much yeah, better. I check yes, that out. That's great. But I don't, I don't understand what are the Cardinals doing? Yeah, I just are they tanking mind. or not? There's a couple. Maybe this is the bigger thing. Are these teams tanking or not? Is are Washington Commanders are they tanking or not? Why trade two of their star defensive ends? I know you're gonna have to pay them. So it's like get them out. Like what are we doing? What's what's Arizona doing? I don't understand the direction. That yes, exactly. And what was one of those trades to the Bears? Didn't the Bears like? Yes, the Bears. <laughs> and then they signed Montez Sweat to a big deal. I get it. They have cap space. It's a young asset, but it was like a, a a second overall or second round pick, and then signed him to a big deal. It's like I don't know, man. Yeah, that's really I, what's going to change the franchise, especially in the league where like middle of the road kills you. Like yes. you really have to do like strip it all down and build it back up. Like 
Yeah, I don't know what the game plan there is. I mean, unless it's literally like hoping Kyler Murray gets injured one more time. Like, I I don't know. I don't I don't know like what he what gives the up plays. Do. Like, I'm, I'm going back to baseball. <laughs> uh, I do have um on my list Cardinals only win against the Dallas Cowboys. Right, it's perfect. That it's that's so insane. There's something like to the parody of this league, which I used to think was cool, and now I think it's just if you make two shitty teams play each other which is like 22 of them. Like, it's just going to be a coin flip each time. Like you just like, don't know what's going to happen. Like it used to be interesting to watch the, whatever we're growing up, like the chargers playing the Raiders. Cause it was just like, they had styles of football. And I know like, I sound so old and we talked about this before. And it was just like, which side would win, like which side would yield. And there would be true upsets now. Like it doesn't really feel like an upset. It's just like, you look at the lines. Like I think last week it broke a record for most like, three point or less lines. I think, I don't think there was a single double digit and there was one over a touchdown. Like it was just such right. Vegas even being like, who the fuck knows. And that's not <laughs> a, that's not a good sign for the sport. It's interesting that you, you put it in a context because you, you would sit there and people would be argue, be like, well, there's drama at every turn. But I think for the avid fans, it's like, no, I kind of need to know where the level is. I need to know like each week, because I just don't I don't want to come out of this at the end of the year and go, oh, fuck the, you know, I'm trying to like the, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like the Saints made it to the Super Bowl. It feels unfulfilling. Yeah. Were you thinking the Saints? Yeah. I was yeah. just like lit looking down at all the like. I don't want to sit there and be like, well, they got hot and then making all the justifications as to why they got where they're, they got, I need to know that like the perennial best teams are going to be the perennial best team. Yes. We, we all want to see that. And this is even like a step step below that also. Cause like, what is like, who knows what's any given Sunday it used to be inspiring. Now it's just like any given Sunday. It's just like, yeah, yeah who, who knows? I mean, it's, it's going to be a bunch of, you know, nine and seven teams, nine and eight teams, eight and eight, where are we at? Yeah. Nine and eight teams getting in the playoffs. And then just like, you know, if I go watch a youth soccer game, like there's no, who knows what's going to happen. Like it's random. It's just, I mean, I'm still betting on it, but who the fuck I mean, knows? I have, and that's what I love about it. I mean, it's there's just like, it is to be closer had. than a roulette table. Yes. Uh, I, I plowed off some of mine. Um, uh, I'll hit a couple easy ones and let you jump here. Uh, Dolphins hanging 70 points. Yeah, I mean, it's just it was kind of wild to see a Tech Mobile score, but uh, Dolphins fell off quick. You still afraid of the Dolphins? See, I feel like the Dolphins and 49ers, like I got both these guys, like I'm always on the wrong side of them. Like I've been yeah. hammering against them <laughs> yeah. for like three seasons. And this year I'm just like, I like I'll take the Dolphins over. Give me that 49ers over. I finally believe it now. <laughs> Oh, B. Well, oh, there you go. Okay. Like, Give me the 49ers over. Finally in there. <laughs> uh, Yeah. So I'm finally bad, but it's, yeah, I had that. And then I'm just, I'm really checking off. Uh, Here's one that actually has a question mark behind it. Is this Brock Purdy Cinderella story over? I had two question marks next to Brock Purdy, his name, just Brock Purdy. Just double question it. marks. Sure. I, yeah. I, I really hope not i was really hoping for him to like i love the whole the mr irrelevant the whole thing he seemed to be dealing it, it, it it's a good system fit had just had just enough edge yeah like talked a little bit of shit but not like yeah. to a yep. to a you haven't earned it mac jones level 
Yes. He's not kicking anybody after he gets sacked. Absolutely. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure where where they can go. I mean, the offense is still pretty good when healthy. I was just taking a look at to see. They got a lot of I think especially if like if up. you're one of these. Yeah, so they um <laughs> they won their first four and then lose three straight. Uh to the Vikings, the Browns and the look at the Last third, third team. Yeah. Bengals. Uh, the Bengals. So, uh three not bad teams. I mean, that was still, you know, the Vikings still had Kirk Cousins who was having like a quiet another great year after kind of a shitty start. So, it right. could be like a little overreaction. It's just more and that's why I think, you know, we weren't trying to do and I noticed you did it too like 10 quarterbacks per story. You're trying to dig in a little deeper, but mine really was Brock pretty specific because if I pretty specific, pretty specific, it's really funny. Brock pretty <laughs> specific. Go. That was nice. <laughs> um if he ain't going to make it work in, you know, San Francisco, like we've seen quarterbacks that are, that maybe are a little suspect yeah. play a little punch, a little bit above their pay grade in San Francisco, not work out anywhere else. IE Jimmy Garoppolo in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I just think this speaks back to your, like the parody, the, the, it all comes back to the quarterback play. And I just think like, I think we're in such an area of we need to win fast. We need to throw these guys out there. If shit isn't working, upper management's firing everyone around them. I just feel like we got to, if you, if the league wants to intercede and like serve their product well, give some of these like young quarterbacks like the ability to figure it out, learn, give them some stability and continuity around them before you just like start changing offensive coordinators and changing head coats make sure you fucking if you're gonna get a new brand new quarterback make sure you get somebody in there that has a i don't know a history of grooming quarterbacks and bringing them along and has an understanding for the position it is the most challenging position in sports it's the most variable it's the thing that can change your franchise overnight fucking set him up in a good position. I don't understand. Why is this, why are we doing this to these young guys? I don't get it. Yeah. And it's so, it's so important for the quality of the league as a whole. Like you get fucking Thursday night games like you have tonight. Like it is, you know, it's not, I mean, to compare, compared to the other leagues or whatever, like basketball, like you can have some people fizzle out, but it's still like, you don't notice. Cause that guy isn't, you know, the benchmark, the center, um, not literally the center, obviously, right? But like the on power the team, forward, but it, I get it. I know what you're saying. But yeah, he's not the power forward of the future. Like, but it's yeah, all those pieces. I don't know, man. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm really not trying to be negative, Nancy. I I really feel like this year. Uh, so maybe we are mixing a little. Uh, it may be fixes without the actual fix, or maybe we can come up with it. But I feel like this year, like I've been the most disinterested I have been in the game, and I I don't think it's from like getting older and being like a little busy, but it's just like. I'm watching and it's something's missing, man. Like these, these Steelers Browns game, even some good, like, you know, it's still like kind of fun to watch Mahomes and maybe like chief is a good example, but it's, I don't know. It's just like a, a lot of just blank stares on people's faces. And I would almost say like, you can literally just see a bunch of people trying not to get fired. Like yeah. it's from the coaching staff to the fucking like quarterbacks to like, it's just people like trying to hang in there. And it's just, it's with, the game already has a lot of stoppage. So when the plays are actually happening, like if you're not seeing good football, it's, it's just painful. It's, and honestly, like let's call it space, space. Like it's not fun to bet on either. 
like betting yes. is fun when it's just like it seriously but it's just like it's fun when like the line is you know set right but when you just you know you're betting a three-point line and any fucking thing can happen you're just like oh this is this is turd um and that's my time <laughs> um, right, exactly oh man gotta, yeah this is this yeah. is this is a sad brandana face I, it I, is I, man I what's bob yeah. like at the nfl like i i bought i bought i you know you know me brother i have a sweatsuit that's nfl sweatsuit it's not yes. a team like it's it is it's the nfl <laughs> shield logo it, it yeah, is you love like it. i that's what that's what i wear yeah it's just uh it used to be fun to kind of talk about i just i hope they figure figure it out but i is I this think because exactly the lions like, are winning is this why it is, is, this, I, is this what well it that's is? why like i that's why we didn't make it the entire segment i was like wait yeah. doing that like i was just like <laughs> i want to do state of the nfl but i was just like i want to ask you like are you as interested i'm just like oh yeah i bet oh I'm yeah i'm invested i'm fully invested <laughs> i just hope it doesn't go down as like the, the like the beginning of the end of the nfl it's like oh this is where all the franchise stunk you know the there's the, like yeah. these eras where it's like oh the football sucked it was like, oh, yeah, now we're they, good. Now the Lions are, they are just, good. Right when football sucks, awesome. Yeah, they canceled canceled the season or they canceled the playoffs like they did when KU was like the number one overall seed. In, in yeah. like March Madison is like, we're yeah. not doing it. Just like motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, are you got anything else on the list? Uh, I mean, I had stuff like you know, obviously Sean Payton in the Broncos. Like I have Sean Payton. Absolute, yep. Uh, yeah. uh, Sean Payton shows who he is. Like the disgust yeah. and everything. What's your angle on? It? Is he is he tanking? Was he overrated? I mean, I don't think they're tanking. I think they were overrated. And I think he talked a lot of shit about everything in between about what he could do for this franchise and has not been able to really back it up. I and mean, obviously we talked about them getting hung 70 points on their three and five. This team, like talk about bad quarterback play, not been great. Yeah. You know, it's um, wild is like, this is, this is totally a division where you can, chalk up a few wins i know you ain't gonna get him by the chiefs but it's just like the broncos should be fully capable with what we saw the team they were walking into with especially what sean payton was telling he could make happen where right. you know you could at least split with these raiders and chargers if not sweep them yeah yeah and so started i mean they're on a win streak they beat the packers and again the end of given sunday they beat the chiefs which is just like i'm not even sure what the fuck happened there in that game into the bye week and now they they're at bill. So another team that's been wildly inconsistent, you know, the bills. Yeah. Uh, kind of with them out too, like just kind of the bills, just no running a game at all. No way to run. No. Yeah. The other thing that I did have, I've been seeing a lot of this. And I think this is more fantasy driven too, is like the young running backs. Bijan Robinson, like just being deserted out in Atlanta. A lot of people are talking that he he's not had he's had one game where he's had more than fifteen carries in a, in a game. The last three games he's not had uh, like more than two or three targets. Like he's just not he's not getting used. I don't understand. Like why why invest in a Ferrari if you're not going to fucking open up up on the freeway every once in a while? Yeah. Do you think that's fear of like these? Well, I just got to call this out like Atlanta, the home of just not taking advantage of your weapons. It's just like yes. if you want to forget about something totally awesome, like send them to Atlanta. Do you think it's like uh, a concern of like a pitch count, like on coaches from ownership? Or is it like uh, so. just just game planning too? like if you get like kind of that high of a pick or something like you just don't want to, you know, you don't want to wear it out because it does seem especially for those higher running backs 
like they since the league has kind of shifted into not an exact thing, but at least an acknowledgement of we can do running back by committee in some fashion just to kind of keep legs for later dates. I wonder, I wonder if it's kind of that. I think there is something to that. And that's why I said, I think it's more fantasy related. Cause I was looking at some of it. And I was like, well, he's like the 13th overall rated fantasy running back on like most standard projections. So like, and just in terms of points, but he hasn't had like a real, like dominant, like, Oh shit, this is, you know, an Eckler, a McCaffrey, like these guys level. And I think we've always talked about running backs having the easiest transition. So you kind of start to wonder like, Oh, like who's, you know, who's, you know, who's the issue with, is it Arthur Smith, the head coach, right? Because we know he had Derek Henry. And so I think we kind of felt like there'd be some Derek Henry level activity going on, but that's not the case. Yeah. yeah or some cre- like cr- creative hybrid usage. Like why not yes. open it up? Like kind of do something different. I mean, that's what I talked to also, like keep bringing it back, but um, just kind of seeing some, like at least the dolphins for who they are, like they play like a little bit different style of football. Like we're seeing like kind of a unique system while like these yes. other are just like run on first down. Let's try to pass on second down and get a manageable third down. See if yep. we can move the chains. Push, and then, push on fourth down. Red yeah. Let's, let's do that for fourth, four quarters. Like yeah. it's not even like really, I don't know if that's like scheme, just the lack of a lot of good minds. If it's like a fear to lose, but I'm seeing all this shit tied together, right? Like yeah. beautiful mind style. Like just yeah, like you're just up on there in the, the window sill, just, just drawing it all up, just a big uh, steaming pile of shit in the middle of it. <laughs> Let's talk to someone that is doing it right, and that's C.J. Stroud breaks record uh, QB record Ooh. with um, five TDs. I had Stroud <laughs> over Young in my note. Yeah. How did this guy break out? What's the difference? Is it different systems, like different offensive lines, just different skill well, sets? I, I saw different heights. Different heights that might yes. help too. I did see something that I thought was 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 very interesting. I actually think I posted it on the IG page there. Oh, I mean, I seen it. Uh, but I love this, and I thought this is what I when I was talking about earlier about like setting these guys up to succeed. Right, they draft Stroud two overall. They bring him in here, new head coach, D'Amico Ryans. But they bring in Case Keenum, veteran quarterback, you know, in that in that locker room, along with Davis Mills to serve as the backup. But Case Keenum is really the guy who's like the league veteran who can sit there and stand up in a meeting and either like hold people accountable. But also, this is what I thought was very interesting. If like CJ Stroud is like looking at some plays and he's like, I don't, I don't like this play. Like, I don't think this is a good fit for like where we're trying to go. And like, he can kind of give Case Keenum sit there and like, they'll talk through it. And if Case Keenum agrees and sits there, he'll be the one to to speak up because he's the one that. Oh, so it can go, it can go, it can go both ways. Like it can yes. also, your backup quarterback can help you like can help speak you, up the hill. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. And it's like one of those things where I was like, I thought that that was really interesting. And they are now they're also a very like tight QB room too, where like CJ Stroud has joked that he's like the fifth wheel because he goes out with like the, the wife and fiance of the other two. They all go out together like every Friday night or every Thursday night or whatever, you know, whatever day off that they have. And I was like, well, this is a great way to like build camaraderie, make him feel like, like safe, right? Because the quarterback, I think, confidence is is huge. He's yeah. getting thrown out there day one, and so it's like, you know, also too, 
he's got young, good offensive wide receivers, some talents. They're doing some fun stuff there. Yeah. And I just wonder with like a Bryce Young, if roles are reversed, does Bryce Young have the same abilities? You know what I'm saying? Early on, the early successes versus what we're seeing in Carolina. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, at least from the backup quarterback, because if you have, you know, not a situation that you probably had in San Francisco, where it's like three guys competing for the same job, like that's not really, you know, and you had that quarterback competition. That's not the same as there's somebody here. There's a old veteran here. That's one football games that knows the league. That's not breathing down my neck. I know like he's not eyeing my job and he right. is, you know, he has my maturation, like my best interest in heart. And I can like talk to him about the, yeah. And talk to somebody that like really kind of knows about it without, cause if there's quarterback competition, like you probably even like, you want to keep stoic, right? Like yep. you, you guys aren't going to talk as often or just like really be open by it. It's just like, it's like, you know, it's terrifying out there when, you know, we're getting no help from the left side or whatever. And the guys are rushing down. Like, yeah, I get that. I thought you're going to bring up the, uh, that this was a little bit more surface level, but Carolina having just wide receivers that aren't able to create separation. Yeah, there is that too, right? That I, I did hint at it a little bit. You know, they've got, yeah, just older, crafty wide receivers, but it's harder when defenses move quick and he's got to get the ball out hot every time. I mean, Adam Thielen's feasting. But I don't. That's not turning into winning. <laughs> I love it. Football games. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that should be on my list. Uh, okay, I think I did have one more on here. Um, oh no, I got two. I got two. We'll finish with that one last. Uh, talking a lot of AFC North. Why do we not each season wait for four games to happen, and then after game four, right before week five? So four games has happened right before week yep. five. We get on plane flight together. I'll fly to you first, especially with the leg right now. I'll help you. Yep. We're gonna fly. We're gonna go to Vegas. We're gonna stop by the bank on the way to Vegas. Okay. We're gonna take out all the money you have. Okay. Get on that plane. We're gonna go to Vegas. So now we have all the money you have. We're in Vegas. We're gonna go into there to that sports book. Whichever. What sports book do you want to go to? Any which okay. one that will take thirty seven dollars in coins. Whichever <laughs> one will. Go to that sports book. As if they take coin. We'll look at the big board and we'll say, I don't care what the odds are. Give me the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. This team always starts slow. Third yeah. season in a row, they start this season one and three. Uh, I saw them in Arizona when they kind of started. I think that was the their first game that started this uh, ripping off four straight. Yeah, and now they yeah, look yeah that was like, that was a slump buster. I think that was a good slump was, buster. Was a slump buster. Yeah. Cardinals will do that, but yeah, one uh, four straight. What is it about this Bengals team that slow start? best i don't know i really don't get it i i i don't understand yeah and it's like i mean this isn't that kind of podcast we're not going to take the time to like dig into like preseason practices of like joe burrow and like right (laughs) not not our cup of tea but it is it is wild just for and maybe this team's a little bit more amplified but it has been like real dog shit starts specifically the Bengals, and then that's it that's the extreme it's been the worst starts of any of the teams in the AFC and then they swing to around this time midseason to you know top three top four Super Bowl odds I don't I I can't really think of a comparable that we watched where the teams yeah. like start to really heat up we've seen it a time or two but not like on a consistent regular like set your clock you know here set comes the fucking yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars again rolling down barreling down the hill i just don't remember seeing stuff like that i don't know man i 
is it is it the that their offense is like heading into the season are they just like maybe they're just not practicing enough is that is that what it could be they're like i mean that's all that that's all that i want to go to like that's always my instinct is you know they're not opening up uh not really running those other plays keeping it super simple the preseason just keep everybody healthy specifically joe burrow you know because joe burrow has went through a few injury scares but it's still like because you remember that chargers game where it was almost nobody was like is joe burrow done but joe burrow led the league in like passes of five yards or less like his percentages of like not throwing the ball upfield so it's that that almost seems like intentional check down which and now they're just like opening it up so i don't i don't know what it is maybe it's like always like these little like injuries and get warm or to me though it reminds me of lebron james like second quarter i like it like just just kind of like just lurking just like yeah, yeah. This is just no problem. Just getting some cardio in. We'll, I'm just running up and down the court a few times. You'll see us in the playoffs. Everybody knows you will. Like, don't yeah. even worry about it. Like, it's just kind of like it's a weird. I think it's the only time I've seen an NFL team like like I almost want to accuse them of just like just kind of blowing off the regular season. Like, what, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We'll get we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I think I do think there's a. I, I don't know. If I've kind of said this from the beginning. Is like I'm I'm not. I'm not sold on Zach Taylor, the head coach. So maybe there's a little bit to be said for that, that like maybe he's taking his fucking time to figure shit out. You know what I mean? Maybe he's playing a few extra rounds of golf during the summer. I don't know, Zach. I don't know. <laughs> don't put this on me. Don't put it on me to figure out your shit. I'm tired of it. Get out of the gate strong. Let's yes. Be the favorite you are. I mean, Brandana's here begging just for some like consistent football with a team that has an identity. He needs a win. Chiefs ain't doing it. Bamboozled. We talked about it before. Bamboozled. Yeah. Just, uh, it's just wild. Like the most expensive guy paid Deshaun Watson. You go all in. It's just absolutely, it should be clicking now and all cylinders is going to happen. It's just, it's just not. Yep. It's over. Stick and fork in him. He's done. He's done. Um, all right. Knee watch. Knee watch. Knee, 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 knee. So you're going in. You've played two games. You had a week off because you guys yep. went on a little uh, let's Vacation. go find the Christmas ornaments. And then you come back. You're like, let's, let's get back get into down it, to baby. business. You yeah. get on the court. Everybody's high-fiving you. Glad to have you back. Right, they, right, right. They lost the game without you, right? Yeah, they lost. No, they won. They won. The oh, they won without, without you. Me. Yes. Okay. And then they won. <laughs> But they won last week too without me. So. <laughs> okay, we'd have to get in the records. Yeah. There's got to be any more record watch. It's not power ranking the players. <laughs> Think of the past. Make me feel bad. Uh, what happened? What did it feel like? What was your immediate reaction? What's the long term plan? Oh, um, all right. So what happened? You did you yeah. ask like what like mm-hmm. ultimate? So it was it was really one of those like not uh, not a significant play whatsoever they were kind of coming down on a little bit of a fast break so i was running like basically to the, like the left side of the court to get in front of the guy and i planted my left leg in the ground and he kind of you know like crossed my body hit my, i think just like not even not even really that hard but like knocked my shoulder and i just think like and it happened so fast that i just think all of like the moving parts this this way you know part going this way my knee then kind of buckled and immediately 
hear like felt like the pop went down on the ground. They didn't stop play right away because the guy missed the shot. And then we had basically like a quick transition. So I was on the ground and the ref was, the ref told me afterwards, like, well, I didn't, I waited to blow the whistle until like play, play was really dead. And then as soon as, I think and I you're like, this is a rec league game, and we're all yeah. our bodies. Don't you chill the right. fuck out there, Donaghy? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. I actually appreciate it because I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. I wasn't, it didn't matter what was happening. I, as long as I wasn't going to get trampled on, that that was yeah. a good thing. But it was really one of those things where it was like wildly intense pain. And I think I texted this to you before, but it's like, it's the type of pain that like scares you a little bit where you're like, oh shit. Like so and I'm sure you've you've we've all felt that. But in my mind, I was like, well, if I just can get up and like assess like on my feet how bad it is, if I can get up, it'll be that'll be much better than anything. Right. Cause like even in week two, thinking back at it, I probably actually sprained my MCL because I had a little bit of a knee tweak in the same knee two weeks before. Uh-huh. So probably should have, I just iced it and whatever and was fine. A little gimpy, but not bad. Probably should have gotten like more, more of a knee structure, like a brace or something like that. Maybe a neoprene yeah. sleeve. Um, but then I like kind of jogged over to the sideline and really like, I was like, all right, maybe I just keep it loose, try and walk a little bit, but it was really starting to get really painful. Um, then game, game ends. I like, you know, you know, talk to everybody, limp to the car, basically get the car, drive home. And then it was just getting really like significantly more painful. I texted. So you heard, you heard, you heard a pop, but that didn't, because I've always heard of like hearing the pop. I haven't heard a pop, but it's like, you can hear it, but you're still like, you're still thinking like maybe like, it's just kind of aggravated or regular. Yeah. I I just twisted it. I sprained it. It's going to be sore. It's going to be bad, but like whatever. So then I get home take a shower, sit down, get ice, whatever. Oh, nice. Shower. What were you wearing? What were you in the shower? Bro? Yeah, just you know, just yeah. as God made me, right? <laughs> just right out, of the, right out of the gate. So then um, ice it, elevate it, they sit to elevate it, and then uh, wake up in the morning. And then usually when I get up in the morning, I'll like go downstairs, get the stuff ready for the kids, like make their lunches, that sort of stuff. Dr. Miss the commission will get the kids kind of rolling. And she was like, do you think you can go? Do you think you can do it? And I was like, yeah, 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 no, I think I'll be fine. So I kind of like hobbled down the stairs and then I was getting out like some vegetables and like uh, some like peanut butter and jelly stuff. And I threw it on the island and then I just really started to feel like incredibly nauseous and I got like a flop sweat. So I went and like sat down at our kitchen our little kitchen table that we have and i remember commission came up to me and i was like i just feel nauseous like i just need a second and i never and i just remember basically like putting my hand in my head and kind of like sitting down at the table elbow on the table and then the next thing i know dr misses the commission is over me like yelling my name and i was just on the floor i had no idea how i got there but in my mind i was like well no i I was hot. I meant to be on this floor. It's a little it's cool on this floor. <laughs> cool. This it's cool okay. Floor. Yeah, it's all right. I let you text that to me. That's my favorite story. The uh, this still yeah. try to be like calm, like man. I was just like, yeah, I meant to be down here. Yeah, I'm so, supposed to be down here. It's what I chose to do. 
It's my body meant, to not fail me. I meant to feel nauseous. I do that some mornings. It gets me going, gets the blood right, pumping. I like right, to do that. Exactly. I like a sweat. Then I get on a cold floor. What's yeah. cool? What's up? So passed out. That's uh, so when the, you when you started to feel uh, nauseous and got that flop sweat, did you feel like it was or have any idea that it was knee related at all? No, I didn't actually because I had taken like half of a pain pill the night before just to be like, all right, it's kind of painful. I need something a little bit more like more than Tylenol right now. Like, let's just get a little like amped up. So I thought like maybe I was just feeling a little like post drug, like, you know, just like feeling weird or whatever. I just needed a second. It hurt. It didn't hurt. I mean, I'm not trying to be like tough, but I didn't feel like in my mind it hurt as bad as what what led to me passing out. Like I really didn't yeah. think it was that bad. I wasn't trying right, to yeah. like really tough it out. I was like, I right, I can I can make do. Um, but then yeah, obviously it scared the shit out of everybody. Thank God, <laughs> thank God, my kids who were on the, the sofa in our we have like a L shaped couch that faces the TV in our our we have an open concept. So in our like kitchen area, it's like behind the sofa. So the kids were on the sofa and all they heard was the banging of me falling on the ground to which Kamishat doesn't like vomit and doesn't like, like when people throw up, it's like one of the things that she hates the most. So when talk, so she didn't, she heard me fall thinking that I basically like, you know, like, uh, Dropped all fours and started throwing up or peeing. Dropping all fours, throwing up, or like sprinting to the bathroom Mm -hmm. because I was going to get sick. So she was like, she just ran to her room. And so did 2.0. They both just ran to the room and they're like, oh, we don't want to see this, which is great. And and, in hindsight, it was the best thing that could happen because they wouldn't have seen me literally unresponsive because Dr. Mrs. The commission came downstairs and she was like, at first she thought I was joking. She said this. She was like, I came downstairs because. They heard a loud bang and crash, and they, she came downstairs and she was like, "Oh, I for the faint second I thought you were joking. Like, oh, like you dropped something and now you're laying on the floor pretending like I'm hurt." Yeah. Then she's like, "Then I started saying your name and you didn't say anything, and that was when her like heart sunk and she got really scared. And then she was like, "And you're so big, I couldn't fucking roll you over." To be like to see what's going on, so there's a real like I, you know, I scared the shit out of her big time on that. So, um, but then I just laid on the floor until the kids went to school. They didn't angle to try and get out of school. They're like, I guess the guy, I guess the guy, dad's not dead, so I got to go to school. I guess <laughs> he's and gonna make it. He's All gonna right. make it. Fuck. Get on the butt. <laughs> this is worse than seeing your name on the school banner as for a snow day. So then, um, so yeah, so then, so then we go to the ER, right? And they kind of run me through a battery of tests, check my heart, make sure I had these like crazy, like almost like scuff marks, like, like road, like rug burn or like floor burn on my face. Cause I must've like just gone to my knees and like scooted on my face. Cause I had <laughs> yeah. one like under my eye, above my eye. And then like, right at like the top of like the crown where your, your head meets your, or like your forehead meets your hair. So these weird scuff marks and then uh test heart, all that good stuff. Everything comes back just fine. Just perfect. Um, and so they're like, well, what, you know, normally we would like 
send you out to go like examine your knee because we think basically what happened is is you had like a like a vagal response which is basically like your blood pressure drops because you're in pain you pass out people when people see a needle right and they faint like that's in that same level you know what i mean so then um went to the orthopedic uh clinic here in town I have a very good doctor and he saw me right they have like a walk-in clinic no pun intended and um then uh saw me like basically when i got out when i got discharged it was like 11 30 saw them went right over there about like noon saw him by one and he basically ran me like talked through everything literally looked at my knee for like 30 seconds he's like well most likely it's an acl tear just based on everything that i'm seeing he's like because what happened is is like your knee he's like you you had the 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 bending it in right which stretch your mcl which is on the inside of your knee and then the snapping back of it right when you're basically like correcting or just losing stability yeah and that's what's creating like inside there's like a, a like a really bad bruise underneath because the outside of my knee hurt tremendously like in the back of my knee on the outside hurt a lot so I was thinking it was more of like those ligaments. He's like, no, but that's basically like a huge bruise. Like, you, you know, you, you crack like the highlighters, the glow sticks, and like it's that that pop on the other side. But that's what then popped my ACL. So he's like, most likely it's like uh, we want to take a look at the MCL, the ACL, which we think is a torn ACL, and then potentially meniscus damage. So we have to schedule you for, and this is all on Monday. So then he's like, so we have to schedule an MRI, schedule the MRI for thursday and then the follow-up consultation uh with the results on the following monday so go do the go do the uh mri which was i don't know if you've ever have you had an mri before have you ever i don't think so i mean it's it's wild it's a lot of shit they give you like headphones and they're like what music do you want to listen to and i was like i haven't do you have any of these sports podcasts? Can you <laughs> loop this in so I can listen to my the, the dulcet Yeah, yeah, but actually, let, let everybody hear that. Can we just put that on the yeah, PA exactly. system? Let's that. get let's that, get some, let's get that some cooking. Followers. Like and subscribe, MRI customers. <laughs> um, and so they put it in there. They give you they give you earplugs plus the headphones, and you just they they just basically isolate what they're trying to take the images of. And they're like, you need to stay still, and they're like, they'll tell you. I didn't have to go all the way up in. I could see it would be very because you're basically going like on a sled into a giant like magnet essentially. Yeah. Because it's a magnetic resonance imaging. So basically this magnet is just looking in at all your parts and pieces to look at the the tendon, not necessarily like the bones or the fluid that's in there. And so then they'll just sit there and be like, All right, so you have to we're gonna move you in here, stay still. This scan will take two minutes. <clears throat> the scan will take eight minutes like all in total i think it was there for 30 minutes if that um by the way i i had crutches from my er visit so they gave me crutches so i've been on crutches that whole time that whole week which really sucks so i was like hopping up and down the stairs to get up to, upstairs or like basically what i was doing was because sam didn't want me to do that i was on my butt like scooting up each seat like using my good leg to push up the other one yep, yep. and the crutches to push up, which you, you, I'm sure you're aware of. Yeah. And then, uh, 
and then yeah, just kind of crutches everywhere. Which my kids love the crutches. They think it's like the greatest things in sex spread. <laughs> They're like, this is awesome. It's like it's not that awesome. Um, then Monday go for the the visit with uh with the orthopedic surgeon, and I'm obviously like the torn ACL is not great, but he's like everything. So I've been uh, like a grade one or two MCL sprain. And he's like, that's good. That'll heal. There's no reconstructive surgery. And basically based on the MRI, there's really no meniscus damage, which would complicate surgery further than, than, you know, than just an, an ACL. And he's like, so basically everything that we initially kind of probed and thought about and the way you described your injury and everything is very common. And he's like, and so there's not any outliers. He's like, you don't want, you want to have the most routine injury. If this is the yeah. injury that you're having like the run in the mill. Yes, exactly. You don't want something, you know, beyond that. So, um, he was basically like, you know, I know it's the end of the year and yada, yada, yada. So like, when do you want to schedule surgery? And I was like, well, let's schedule as soon as possible. Like what's the, the soonest we can get this done. Um, so that'll be, uh, next Tuesday. So Tuesday I, I'll have surgery, uh, on the 14th there. And basically like he ran through it really quickly, but basically like I'll have kind of like an escalated, you know, right now I have a brace on my leg just to stabilize. And I actually can walk around. I don't need the crutches. I'm not in, like I don't feel any pain. I will feel a, a little bit every so often, um, but nothing like nothing crazy. Nothing like passing out on the kitchen floor. And then, um, so then I can't drive after surgery. I can't drive for eight to ten days. Then I have my follow up exam at the end of the month. So Thanksgiving is a little like, well, I don't know, really sure what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. And then. Um, then basically there'll be like an escalation of like from this period to this period, you can kind of be weight bearing like 25% of the time, right? Then 50%. And then basically, you know, physical therapy during that time, I'm sure when it's appropriate. Um, and then, you know, by three months, you'll be able to jog by six months. You'll have full, um, you know, uh, unrestricted activity. Right. So, you know, ultimately, looking back at this, like I wanted to play basketball because I was like, going to the gym is cumbersome and I always put it off. But if I sign up for a league, I can go and get into good shape or get a better shape, right? And do activity. And I love playing basketball. Uh, you know, now I have physical therapy to supplement that and, you know, gave me a, a reason to, to be, you know, a little bit more active and focused on what's going on. Cause this is, like I said, the first injury that I've really had. And I don't want to say it's a wake up call, but it's definitely one of those things where you're like, you know what? Like I've given myself, like I've, I've allowed myself to be comfortable and not having to go to the gym and not really like concerning myself. And I was like, I probably haven't given myself or put myself in the best position to be like healthy. So maybe this is a, if this is going to be the wake up call, maybe this is a good way to like kind of jump st start the like, you know, the next, you know, decade of my life as opposed to just kind of ambling through life and not being as, as in good a shape as I was once when I was in my like 20s and 30s or, or maintaining that at least, you know. So I do think that there's some positives that came out of it. Look at that. For, my boy going glass half full. Yeah, exactly. For sure, bro. Yeah. You know, you, you have to. And, and everyone's so that know. that is yeah so that's the plan when you get six months and just kind of have full mobility and everything just 
Get back yep. in it. Yeah, exactly. Right, and then, you know, and, and, and the good thing is, is I think physical therapy will serve as like a good kind of baseline and strengthening and kind of doing some of those things that um, I probably should have just been doing in general, right? And just keeping my body loose and limber. And, you know, I, I went into, threw myself in the deep end of the pool and I hit rock bottom. So, <laughs> uh, well, sweet brother. Hopefully, yeah. speedy recovery. Thanks, man. Get back. Yeah. Bro. Get back. So, yeah. So you really don't feel a thing just kind of with the, with the brace, you can walk around in it. It's all good. Yeah. The brace, honestly, the brace, I mean, two things, right. Swelling and inflammation, all that stuff goes down, but the brace is because before when I would like, cause I would kind of be like on my putting pressure on my foot just to like maintain like stability. Yeah. Um, and it would hurt to like bend or move. It was still very swollen. So it's always kind of straight. But the brace has really helped in just kind of like I can kind of peg leg around and after a little bit I'll kinda of, I can feel it being a little sore. Um but it does it like allows me to like get around like crutches are so they fucking suck. Crutches stink. They're they're awful to get around with. And uh now I can just kinda of mosey to the table, mosey to the sofa, you know what I mean? If it if it starts to feel a little bit, I'll just sit down, put my leg up, you know, I'll undo the braces, which feels like fucking awesome. When I take the straps off. So yeah. awesome. Feels yeah. so good. Oh man. I had that, uh, like just that walking boot. Yeah. And like, it would like, it's air. Like is yours air also? Like, does it like pump up with air? No, no, there's no air. It's, it's fucking yeah, it's metal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you'll be ready for the co-pilots legends game. Exactly. Perfect. The wheelchair <laughs> game, correct? We're playing wheelchairs. <laughs> Uh, all right, buddy. Neapolitan showdown brings to the jam. So let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy, there ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. I top wide receiver diva moments. We kind of hit it a little bit on our top 10, like what we're talking about it. So it just made me think about like, is this a spike in diva moments? We kind of covered like why it might be happening, but it is definitely, is there any other position in any sport where it has just this cliche type of attitude that seems to be consistent across so many of the players? I don't think so, right? It's definitely like a very position. Like it's not you're like, oh, point guards in the NBA are drama queen. It's not that, but wide receivers. And I've always heard the like rumor, like the further you know away from the ball and the line of scrimmage you get, the more you know crazy yeah. and self entitled you get. I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure what it is. I do wonder if it's one of those things where, like, bad behavior has been rewarded consistently over time to now where young wide receivers are like, well, this is what I have to do in order to, to get mine. And, yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Cause I think some of the people we might hit on, like it definitely did hit an apex that would make sense for these receivers seeing that right. when it kind of like uh, got a little bit momentum into uh, well, no spoilers on the rest of it, but yeah, I do. I do like that point. Of, so here's what I think ultimately is. I like the point of, uh, 
or the you know the kind of statement like the further you get away from the ball it seems like a running back you know at least you have a window of carries that are going to happen like you're going to touch the ball like it seems like tight ends like they almost have like this hybrid position where it is you know getting the ball but a lot of their job is blocking they seem to be okay with that like wide receivers like you can just see like i think it has the biggest swing probably the biggest floor to ceiling of what can happen to you in a given game also without a win or loss for someone that needs the football yeah you know like you could just see like you can see zero catches where if you had like your bell cow running back like they're going to see some they're going to see some touches like some handoffs yeah. are going to happen yeah which doesn't it's- justify the frustration at all but it is just you know they they're out there to want to play it just sucks that it seems like there is a consistency and not obviously taking them like that. They're all the same. We'll talk about our favorites, but uh definitely <laughs> seems to be a spike on it. Um, My number three, it's almost like you just pick on this list. I was like, Oh, you almost just pick your wide receiver and then pick his most diva moment. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah definitely... you could go, you could go all in on one particular wide receiver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh And I'm not sure if I went a little bit more. Like I was looking for diva moments and these might just be more like, crazy moments that like self-centered so i might be conflating diva and just self-aggrandizing a little bit but we'll see this one first one not 2002 randy moss hits a woman with her car i don't i don't know if this is all randy moss but this is definitely like an entitlement that kind of and i needed one for randy moss because he definitely he didn't have as many games of not getting the football on the field so i just searched a little bit more off the field for him and you know Obviously him like getting into the league was a tough patch and this was still there. So, but it just still rang to me of just like, I play by a different set of rules parking attendant. Is this Raiders or is this Vikings still? This is Vikings. Do you remember? This is Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Randy Moss had the best, like the straight cash homie. Like, you know, yeah. like that's great. Love it. Fantastic. You also had the moon. I thought when you said Randy Moss, I thought you were going to go with the moon at Lambeau, right? The, yeah, the, the reason I'm the, 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 re, the reason. So that's kind of a celebration. So I don't have any touchdown celebrations in mind. And, and that also, one never like, rubbed me the, as wrong as they did in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was also, a real like, clutching of the pearls moment. That's that's what it is. Like I was more upset with Chris Collinsworth acting like, you know, that he just like slaughtered a puppy on national television it was just right. like you're yeah, yeah. we're all fine here we're all okay it's like pantomime like what are you talking about his pants yeah. are still on okay yeah, like, yeah, most yeah. disgraceful it's just like wait four years you'll see plenty more <laughs> disgraceful right. shit exactly. than what you're seeing right now exactly. uh, that's my three spot what do you get at three? Ooh, that's good i like that you went outside i i, I wondered you know going outside of, outside the game outside the game if that was going to be but i i kept mine strictly to inside well I know this one technically, I guess you could say is outside of the game too. I went deep cut on this one. Cause I was oh, like good. thinking of all of the diva wide receivers. And I really want to sit there and say like, it could this guy be the like OG modern era diva. And we often forget about him, but Keyshawn Johnson was Ooh, good. That is really a deep cut. Good. Number right. one overall pick from the jets immediately has like a falling out with parcels and uh conflict in the locker room with Wayne Corbett, which everyone loved because he was a lo- local guy from Hostra. Like Bill Parcells take a one in fifteen Jets to making the playoffs and almost going to the Super Bowl with Keyshawn Johnson. 
and his rookie year after his rookie year he writes an autobiography <laughs> which is fucking nuts called give me the damn ball about his rookie season to which it's like obviously bill parcells like you know you want to talk about the blue wall of silence right like nothing gets past fucking everything's in the locker room talking about the locker room race in the locker room everything um i just thought like man what a wild diva thing to do like your first year in the league to come out and write a book about yourself. That is such a great call. Cause it's also not, it's so bizarre. Like it's so like no one else says you're right. Like no one else has done it. Like breaking the blue wall of silence, like having that much arrogance after just your first year, but then also like making it in hardcover and paperback available. Yeah. Like it's just such a, so, Oh man, you were, you were smoking me so far. Cause I love, <laughs> I love that callback. Um, my number two, this is, uh, this is on the field heading to off the field. Uh, this is my most recent. It is Antonio Brown taking his Jersey off and running off the field during the game. Yeah. This is an all timer. Yeah, I don't want to be – yeah, and I was trying to take out recency bias, but I was just like, is there – because you have, like, game stoppage. You definitely have, like, all about me. You have, like, removal of shirt, yeah. which is definitely, like, ego-driven. And you have Antonio Brown. You almost got to have an Antonio Brown on your list somewhere. You can go yes. – there was, there was so many, but this one was just, like – I think it's the, it's the nuttiest thing I've seen a wide receiver do during a football game. It's it's by far the nuttiest thing that there is because his then explanation of it after the fact has been it was like incoherent at times, but basically yeah. it was like I was hurt. I told him I was hurt. They didn't yeah. believe me, so I went out and played. Then I wasn't getting the ball, and I was like, "Well, I'm not getting out here and not getting the ball if you want me to play hurt." And I was in in my mind, I've always been like, "Well, kind of shooting yourself." literally in the foot if you were hurt like every football coach in the world will sit there and say are you injured or are you hurt right and you have the autonomy to sit there and say i can't play i i'm not going to play i'm too hurt to play we've seen it in modern era of sports but then you chose to go out and play but now you're unhappy because you weren't getting the ball because you're hurt and not getting the ball and i always wonder like well if you're getting if you had like three catches for 70 yards and a touchdown do you do you do you throw your hands in the air and, and storm off. I don't know. I don't think so. So it's like, yeah. you're really, it's really not about your injury. You're just using this as cover because you are a petulant child. And it's, I've never, I've never seen anything like it for a team to like, for a guy like Tom Brady to kind of go all in, in new England to bring him back to then get him on in, in Tampa Bay to guy who came out of like nothing Drafted sixth round out of yeah. Central Michigan, Pittsburgh gets a huge check, frees himself from Pitt. I mean, I just, it's just, it's just such an insane story. Yeah, it's so wild. Uh, yeah, because you think like, you know, we first got a little wind of it when, but we didn't know what it was. But do you remember like it was that Chief Steelers playoff game and he like released a video during the game? He was like recorded in the locker room. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got to win. And I was just like, oh, that's bizarre. Little did we know what was on the horizon. Uh, <laughs> what's your two spot, bro? I got to tell you, can I say that I, I love, like, if we can bring one positive out of this, well, two positives. You got your glass half full. 
physical yes. therapy like at her knee. I would take the positive. Love your posture during the pod. I mean, you just got the you just got the back of the chair. I was over a glass of scotch and pulled the mic to you, like really just using that mic arm that you have, just kind of yeah. established there. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to. I needed to lead back. My leg was like a little little tight tight. Um. Uh, my number two. Yes, two spot. Uh, two spot. This is another classic oldie but a goodie. Um. I guess shit. Mine are all off the field. What the fuck? What was I talking about? <laughs> My number two is T.O. Uh, in the driveway. The driveway sit up. That's my number one. Yeah. Well, my number yeah. one was A.B. throwing off his shoulder pad. So I was trying to say, <laughs> so, hey, look at us. Look at us. Tie in one, two like that. Uh, when, when you took your. Well, give us the what happened with the driveway. Well, give me this first and then tell me what happened in the driveway. Like recap it. Did you feel, because it was a coin flip for me between T.O. in the driveway and T.O. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Oh. So, yeah, I, I the when I immediately think of T.O., the first thing that always comes to my mind, like from a diva standpoint, well, actually, not the, yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind from a diva standpoint is doing fucking curls and sit-ups in his driveway. Like shirtless, yeah. it's burned into my mind that that's yeah, because I, I think yeah, because I yeah, because I think you're right because that's that has so much weight too because it set the stage of what we were going to deal with, right? Yes. I mean, that's the first like that's the first preview of just like oh, this guy's like this, got it? Yeah, yeah, and and it's it was so like over the top, and it was it was like it was also wasn't doing or saying anything, but he was sent home, and it was always like, well, you got to talk to Andy about that. I have he has since talked about that that he did have and I watched it again he did have like a bluetooth speaker in his ear right that was actually connected to his phone and I know it felt like that technology wasn't around but he had said that he had his PR person listening while all of them were firing questions at him while he was working out so he, she would hear what they were asking and then she was the one that was feeding him those lines tell him what to I, say yeah which I thought was like a real like you said no comment like 87 times. That's, I don't think she did a really great job. <laughs> and I can't remember. Was this when he was holding out for a new deal or was this when he got, I think so. Cause I think like, about... wasn't, I think it was when he was holding out for a deal. Cause doesn't his agent show up or his agent right. or his agent? Like, I think Drew, Drew Rosenhaus either either shows up or holds a press conference and talks immediately about it or soon after about it. I, I think so because they because there's also that his time that ended and I couldn't get clarity yet when I was looking it up on when that the driveway happened because then there's the um he talks shit after the Super Bowl about Donovan McNabb. That's mm. what ended his time and they re they released him. Uh, in Philadelphia, and then that's when he went to Dallas. Yeah, that's when he, that's when he went to Dallas because it was San Francisco, Philadelphia, Dallas. And I thought like that was just such a like I don't think in the grand scheme of things like I don't he might not have been too wrong about Donovan McNabb. Everything that we know have learned about him after the fact, but man, yeah, like, I mean, there's he, like there's like. 40 wide receivers across the league that could talk shit on their quarterback. I think it's yes. just like, it's, it's like, he's a pattern. Like, yeah. Well, it's breaking that wall of silence. Like you can yes. hate your quarterback, but there's no, we all see it. Like 
the goal of your team is to win a game and like you talking shit on the quarterback, like you're not updating anybody and like you need to, like you're not helping the team camaraderie. Right. Exactly. And that's what led him to like being sent home, then suspended and then ultimately caught, you know what I mean? Which is like such a waste of like, I'm sure, I'm sure Philadelphia, the accepting and, and understanding fan base that they are, they've got to fucking hate Terrell Owens. Right. Cause that blew up any shot to actually make it back to the Super Bowl. Like he was their best shot. Yeah. He played fucking awesome in that Super Bowl. So I uh, maybe there's some love there, but he blew that thing up faster than anyone could fucking imagine. I saw him. Uh, he was in my gym. Like I don't know, it was like two months ago. Did I text you about that? No, you so didn't. Be like, like give me on this. That's he was at your gym. That's my spotter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's uh, fucking he yoked. Yeah, still got it. How old is he now? Uh, he's going to be in his late 40s, 46, 47, maybe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, got to be. Um, all right, brother, you got the wind. Nice. Is it a good read? Like, I almost want to throw that into book club. We should do that I've for I've never read one. it. I thought about it. I did think and about you, it. You know why you should, too? Big, fat, white margins. Plenty of margins <laughs> in that book. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just like, get through get through that in a, in a healthy hour, 15 minutes. Um, all right, Brandon, the gambling quarter. All right, bro, real fast. Anything you like this week? I got three picks. Here's what, here's what we're gonna say. I got three picks. I've already picked the side. If we match up on those picks, we're gonna put some real life Mabby dollars. Some Mabby contradiction. Dollars. I know on this parlay. Okay. Well, I'm looking at a couple ones with a few. Sheesh. You're right. There's like. It was just like that last year. Yeah. It's like no no one knows what to do. It's just like here's here's three points. Here's three points for the home team. Um, do we, do we like, I like, I'm seeing it either at seven and a half or seven Monday night football. Don't give me Russell Wilson on a fucking national stage. Give me Buffalo at home minus seven. Yeah. I mean, I'd go for that. I just like Josh Allen can be so that's just, that's a, we've been through this. I know a million times on this podcast, but like this is all. Yes. Seven is two scores. So that's what's scary. It's like, it's like to win the bet. It's two scores, but yeah, this defense has been suspect at times. They are on a two game winning streak, but I just, I'm betting against Mr. Unlimited. Is really what I'm betting against. Yeah, this I'm, I'm with I'm... you. Like, if if that can dip below, I got my eye on it. If that can dip below seven, I'm interested. I'm interested. If you get a six, six and, and a half, half, you're jumping on six that. and a half. Yeah, then we're then we're releasing the hounds, bro. Ooh, like my hound fan. <laughs> um, all right, Packers at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh favored by three and a half. Who are you liking this? Ooh. Ooh. It's at Pittsburgh. It's a one o'clock game. Three and a half. Three and a half. Man, 
I think I think the Packers offense is bad. I like Pittsburgh in this. Give me give me them in the points. This is a two they can win by two field goals. Yeah, so here's what's happening. Like I've been betting against the Pittsburgh Steelers like probably four times this year and I lose every time. So this will be number 5. Give me the Packers plus three and a half. Give me that hook, baby. Give me that hook. You like it. You like it. You like the road dog. All right. Oh, let's talk a little. Um, the road favorite Lions minus three at Chargers. Not a lot to chat about. You're nervous about this game? This looks like one of the um, safer. Like, let's get yeah. a lion. Well, on. I, yeah, lion roar. All right. Yeah, Lions minus three. Yeah, that's fucking. <laughs> Twisting your Just arm. Just uh, last one is the Jaguars are hosting the 49ers. Jaguars are getting, you guessed it, three. All these, all these lines are, you're right. I was looking down. I was like one under three, under three. I mean, the the Giants Dallas is comically at 17 points, but. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did. That one stands out a little bit. That one's, uh, yeah. that's also like, fuck you, Vegas. Don't make me take 17 points on the fucking Giants. Don't you fucking do it. Um, Yeah, there's just something like you can feel it. Like if you just look at the lines, there's just something like uninspiring about the league as a whole. It's looking at the guys just like, oh, this is all like mashed potatoes with like no pepper in them. It's just like blah, blah, blah. Man, it's so you're so basically Jacksonville plus three. You're saying Jacksonville. You think Jacksonville wins this game? Yeah, I do. I definitely think they have a chance to win it outright. I think these are two t- teams trending in different directions. Uh, we All haven't right. seen Brock Purdy doubt himself. Like this might be a real just like like Brock Purdy on the side of a milk carton. Like has anyone seen this guy since week four? Like he Man. just might be like that's that's the thing, right? San Francisco coming on a bye week, so you, hopefully everyone's healthy. Jacksonville playing well. Yeah. Debo's basically you're betting against Purdy against Trevor Lawrence in this. All right. What do do we don't like? We don't want to touch Cincy six and a half over Houston at Cincy. I did. I just game for Cincy. I I don't know if it's, it's chop. I mean, Cincy, I feel like if there's one team we've seen over the last three years that wins games, they're supposed to win. Like it's Cincinnati, like Cincinnati gets it all out of their fucking system. They're just like, all right, that was wild. Right. Let's get down to fucking work. The reason I don't like it is like, I, I like this Houston team. I don't like betting against them. They're really fun to root for. Like I just picture walking, walk, uh, watching that game, betting on the Bengals and then like kicking yourself. Like I'd rather, how much more fun does it like, I'll give you two options, you know, like Cincinnati minus six and a half against Houston or give me Houston plus six and a half versus Cincinnati. It's just like, yeah, like you got CJ Stroud and some points. It's just like, that sounds like a blast. (laughs) Yeah. I have, there's nothing. I mean, the lions, like you said, might be the only one that's jumping off the page there. But I don't know. I'm feeling you made you. We should have done brain Dan and gambling corner first. I would have, I would have bet everything. <laughs> then the way we we're talking about the league, I was like, "Fuck, everything's so tight." I don't know. I feel very yeah, disconnected from my from these lines right now. Feels what? I feel very disconnected from the lines. Nothing's speaking oh. to me. Nothing's jumping out and going, "Bet me." 
that oh the lions yes yes i know exactly oh, not I the lions it, yeah. no, 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 lions i was just like i don't know what more they can do bro i mean no, no, no. the you. lions i'm all in <laughs> but i just i'm i'm always i'm never a big fan of well i guess it's always the west coast team and traveling east coast so is it going to be the worst for the Lions? I don't know. Let's go to the Lions. I'll t- let's I'll, go. I'll put some cheddar on. We're some, in. All right. So you want to par- So the only thing that the only thing guys we have for you to parlay is that we're going to do that. I think you should do Bills money line with yeah, We're doing just parlays the rest of the year. But if it's going to be yeah, a gamble, baby. let's really gamble with it. We're going to really put it on there. Bills money line, Lions minus three, and Jags plus three. Ooh, that'll probably be home dog. I like it. That'll be somewhere like in the four to one. That'll be one Mabby dollar to win four. That's right. Uh, MVP of the week. I'll go to CJ Stroud. We talked Ooh. about the performance at the top. Still want to. This is what we're talking about. Like at this don't need to put the pressure on his shoulders, like the savior of the league, but we're kind of getting, we're out of that era of, you know, Mahomes, Burrow. I know they're young, but we still, you know, we need those young guys. We need to continue to see quarterbacks able to come in the league and, play at a high level in just kind of the way they do Brock Purdy probably might not be that, but CJ Stroud so far so good. Perfect. Uh, I'll go with Dr. Mrs. The commission, my kiddos. Uh, They've been doing a great job tending to their father, helping me out. They've been really doing great. So I really appreciate it. I guess it may be sports podcast episode 281. Thanks for listening. I'm Brandana. Once you sign yourself off, most awesome podcast because we have audience. We haven't been getting our due out there in the Twitterverse and all the sphere. We're changing our names. I'm going with M A Ocho Cinco, and it's Brandana Chosen. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.